Welcome to Rich in Life, a podcast for anyone looking to be entertained while picking up a few tips on life, luxury, and resilience. And now your host, Rich Irani. So for the people listening, today I'm talking to Stephanie Bash. She is a professional shopper and not just a professional shopper, a successful one. And hopefully she's going to explain to you how you can become one too, because there are a lot of personal shoppers out there. She's also a stylist and basically a fixture on the Upper East Side. Her Instagram is known as I for style and it's spelled out E-Y-E, the number four and style. NYC. (laughs) NYC. I for style, NYC. Yeah. NYC. So I have to ask you, have you been to Chucky's? Oh my God. I used to go there all the time. It was, that's a fixture on the Upper East Side too. Um, Yes, we are a fixture. I was so sad when you guys left, but I mean, it's, it was such a great um, place to get inspiration for me because Mm -hmm. a lot of my style actually combines like high and low. And that's kind of what differentiates my style from a lot of the other influencers on Instagram. Right, which is what I want to get to, the high-low thing. But first, I want to get yes. back to me, which I like to do. Which location <laughs> at Chucky's did you shop in? Which location did the you Madison, shop in? Uh, the Lexington and what was it, like 74th, 75th? Yeah, 74th. Okay, yeah. How terrible yeah. was the service there? Couldn't get help, huh? You know what? It was so great. You walk in the store <laughs> okay, and it's like... Great. I was I was testing you. I like to test people. Okay. Um, so yeah, getting back to the high-low. So yeah, what I love about your styling, and by the way, I have to mention that in Chucky's over the decades, we've had such wonderful customers that suddenly would come in with a card and become a personal shopper and stylist. Oh, and, okay. you know, the joke was with the staff is that, you know, they do have very nice taste, but is it that easy to, to become a stylist and a personal shopper. And what we realized right. collecting all these cards from customers is that, you know, what happens is their children get older, they, mm-hmm. they need something to do. And it's, you know, an easy thing to do. You, yeah. just have to have a good, you have to have a good eye. So anyone can become a personal shopper, but to become sex successful is the difficult part. And that's what I want you to explain to me. And one of the things I like about you is the mm-hmm. high, low thing. So can you explain what you mean when you say high, low? Yeah, sure. So basically, um, obviously, it's very easy to go into Barney's when it used to be there, Saks, any of the department stores, and Chucky's and drop, you know, $10,000. But for me, it was always about kind of picking out the pieces that you want to spend money on and mixing it with stuff that's more affordable because obviously as you get older, your priorities for money change. So, you know, when you're in your 20s, you can drop your entire paycheck on a great pair of shoes, a bag, and, you know, a full outfit for Friday and Saturday night. But when you get older, you have kids, and that's kind of where you put your money money towards. So for me, I was like, I can't anymore go out and spend, you know, $1,000 on, you know, a pair of shoes every weekend to look amazing. So why don't I pick out stuff that looks like the same stuff designers are making? And that's kind of what I feel like I have like a niche for. And um, I think it's awesome because you don't have to have like an unlimited bank account to look amazing. You can right, really but, just get someone like me. <laughs> right, right. But you also mix it with designer stuff. So you will yeah. go to the H&Ms and the Zara's and all the other, you know, less expensive stores and mix it with the expensive stuff. Yeah. I mean, today I'm wearing, let's say something from Zara, top jeans from the Gap, and I'm wearing a Gucci belt. 
and, you know, nice shoes. And basically that's kind of the key is like you get a couple of staple high-end pieces and you then can shop at the more high fashion, less expensive stores and keep up on the trends. Okay. So what are your favorite less expensive stores to shop in where you can actually find stuff? Oh my God. Well, Zara's obviously, you know, a a given, they have great copies of things. And also I really love the fact that they don't make a lot of every piece. So it's not like when you buy something, you're going to see 12 other people, you know, walking past you on the street, which I love. I hate copying and having everyone look the same. Um, I also honestly love H&M. You know, you have to like kind of weed through things a little more. Uh, Where else? The Gap has been stepping up their game. Target, I love. Okay, so here's what's interesting. And this is what people should know. And I'm talking about for men mainly, not for women. But yes. my my friends, I have friends, my brother, they like the designer clothes. So they kind of want to go in and buy, let's say, a designer suit from, you know, Hugo Boss or Xenia uh-huh. or something like that. And I tell them it's less stylish to do that. You'll be more in style if you go to Zara because they're copying the top-notch designers that's relevant now. The fit, the cut, you know, the quality might not be 100%. there, but who cares? So right, you, you wear it actually, twice and you're done. So I'm right. Like, rather than going to, into all these fancy stores, uh, you know, up and down Fifth Avenue that's just expensive, You, if you right. go to a store like Zara that copies the what's in style now, the best of whatever, Balenciaga, the best of Chanel, you're really getting yeah. what's in style. And you wear a designer pair of shoes or you wear and a designer belt and a, you know, pocket square and you're set. Well, that was the old saying at Chucky's. This is what customers have told us and what we've told them. It doesn't matter. You can get your jeans from the gap. You can wear, you know, leggings, you can wear anything, old clothing. But if you change your shoes, if you change your accessories, it really does change everything. And that is true, right? Oh my God. I mean, I wear, let's say, you know, a pair of, let's say camouflage pants with a pair of sneakers and I look all like streetwear, chic, whatever. And then I put on it with a pair of heels and I'm going out to, you know, for dinner. Okay. But you know, you're a rare, you know, case because your body is very good. You have a great figure. I see you and I see you in your workout clothes. And don't you think that it can't work the same way for everyone? Everyone's got a different shape, a different body type. Right. So this is also the thing is that I only wear stuff that complements my body. I don't wear trendy things just because it's in trend. You know, I literally pick out things that, you know, I have a shorter torso. So for me, I love to wear like sweaters that have a waist. So it makes me look a little curvier. Like, great. What else? Tell me what else you don't like about yourself. I want people to hear because your Instagram Instagram is so amazing. So wait, so you have a short torso. What else? I have a short torso. Yeah, what else? My left toe, Um, my left pinky (laughs) toe, the toenail's a little bit short. Yeah, what else? Right, exactly. No, you know what? Everyone has their stuff. I'm super critical of myself. So I also only wear stuff that makes me feel and look good. And that's what I do for my clients too, you know? So if you have a short torso, that means you have long legs or that doesn't necessarily mean that? No, I mean- okay. I think it just means, you know, that I have normal legs or whatever, but maybe I'll accentuate, you know, in a shirt, like I said, that has more of a fitted waist to make me look a little bit elongated. And you know what I'm saying? It just really depends on, I, but that's the thing. It's like, I don't put people in what I'm wearing. I base it on what their body type is, how they feel confident. Um, And that's kind of how you have to style people because that's not going to work if I'm styling based on what I look like. Okay. You see, that's excellent quote. That's an excellent quote. I want to know how you got started. How did you get started in this? 
Okay, so basically, because you I seem was, knowledgeable, you seem like you, you you know your stuff. You seem like you've been around you. the block and you know what you're doing. So, how does someone get started, other than just having good taste? Okay, well, I think that you start on your friends, and that's kind of what happened with me. My friends were always calling me up, saying, "Oh, I have a party to go to, or you know, I'm going out on a date tonight. What can I wear?" And I'd go over and I just like put together an outfit for them. And then after a while, it kind of was like literally, we're sitting at lunch one day, and my girlfriend's like, "You know what? I literally need a complete wardrobe update." but there's no way that you're doing this for free. Why don't you just start doing this for money? And I'm like, I honestly never in a million years thought that I could get paid for doing something that I actually love. You know, like shopping online for me, shopping in stores, like it's like my happy place. So that's how it started. And I think that's also a great way for people to start what they love is just by doing it with friends. Okay, interesting, because the stylist that I have had on the podcast before, um, they started by working for other people. So they I've were never interns. worked for anyone else. Okay. So you've never worked for anyone else. You started. Well, I've and... done magazine styling and that's it. Okay. And when you did that, did you get paid for it or you did that as, you know, an intern or. No, no, I did that. I got paid for that styling. And then I also, um, and that's why I actually did the Instagram though, because I don't have a resume that's typical of going to, you know, FIT or, you know, working for one of these big designers or whatever. Obviously I've worked in clothing and I've actually worked at Charles David when I was in high school shoe store, but like, I didn't have the resume, but Instagram kind of gives you the resume because you're basically featuring what you do best. Right. Well, that's the great thing about Instagram and social media is that you no longer need to do all the other things that you would normally have to do, the hoops that you jump through. Now it's right. like you get a great following and suddenly, you know, you don't need anyone. You don't even need an agent. You become your own right. agent. Right. And you're on display. Yeah. So how do you know what to get for each client? I mean, do you talk to them? Like, I know you did for friends, so you know what your friends like. It's easy to style right. for your friends because you're friends with them. You know what they like, what they look good in. But how do you know when you meet someone? Do you, I mean, obviously you have a conversation, but do you ever try to get people out of their comfort zone? Oh, 100%. Because I've had clients where literally I will take them shopping. First of all, they fill out a form before we meet so that I can pull all the clothes and make them feel good and what their needs are. Um, and that's just kind of all the questions are like, what do you like to hide? What do you like to accentuate? What colors do you like? What patterns won't you wear? Whatever, the whole gamut. So when I go into the store, I can basically pull based on that list. But I've had clients and I'll be like, they literally have the most amazing like shoulders yet. They were like, I hate off the shoulder tops. And I'm like, why? It was like a boyfriend in high school said that you have terrible shoulders. You know, it's like so funny what people are affected by. It's like one comment and all of a sudden that's out. So I'm like, can you please trust me and try this? And then they're like, oh my God, my husband was loving it, you know, and I feel great. It's so funny. That's I, I find such a difference between men and women. Women can hear one thing when they're six years old and it forever <laughs> lives with them. A guy totally. could be turned into a monkey and he'll always think he's a stud. He can yeah. lose his hair, gain weight and do everything. And he still thinks he's a stud always. What a difference. What's the oh number God. one thing you hear about women that they don't like about their bodies? Is there What's the most common thing women complain about? Probably their stomach. Okay. Because after having kids and most of my clients are moms. So it's probably the stomach area because it's definitely okay. the hardest to get back after kids. Right. I, I used to hear in the store um, that their legs and their backside. Oh, really? Look in the you mirror. know what? Yeah, I, they'd look in the mirror and they'd always say, oh, I'm so fat. Look at, and they'd like slap their legs or 
I mean, no. you know. You know what? I think it's easier to hide the legs because you can always wear like a pair of skinny jeans or like a pair of baggy jeans, depending on what the issue is. Also, I think because of the Kardashians, the whole body, you know, change, transformation change. change where it's like big butts look good and, you know, curvy girls are sexy. So it's kind of like a different body image than like the whole Kate Moss situation. It's funny. I agree with you in America that the Kardashians and that whole figure changed the whole, you know, it changed the whole perception in America. But I still think that you and I live in a world where people are just size zeros. Am I wrong about that? I mean, I no, noticed that. You know what? I think it's funny. Probably or aspire in... to be or aspire to be. It just nothing right. cracks through this uh, echelon of people that <laughs> live around us. Right. Well, I think it's kind of like a mental thing, like in your head, you're like, you know, I feel weird getting a size six when there's a size zero and that's what the models on the runway are showing. But you know what? I have to say, like, even I was ordering bathing suits the other day. Like I am not like everyone would be like, Oh, you're an extra small. No, I want a medium. I want the size that's going to fit and compliment, not pinch like my love handles on the side. doesn't matter the size. This is how I know I love you. This is how I knew. <laughs> I mean, I look, I, I followed your Instagram to look, to see before we had this meeting, I wanted to make sure that, you know, I'm not just talking to anybody because everyone claims to be a stylist. Right. That is exactly, that's been my, cause you know, I've styled people through Chucky's mm -hmm. and my advice. And you have great I, style. I do. I'm really one of a kind, but I do have to say <laughs> one of the advice I would, my main advice to women were everything is too tight on you. I'd say buy bigger pants. If you're going to wear pants, let it slightly hang off your hip a drop. It's sexier yes. to have it. Uh, everything needs to be a size bigger. So I don't care if you're a size 10 to so buy a size 12. And right. it really goes mainly for larger sizes. I find that everything seems to hang better and fall better. So the fact that right. you agree with me makes you brilliant. Well, it's true. <laughs> but let me tell you something also is that the point is like having a good fit. You know what I'm saying? Like even right. like a tailor, like if the dress is not fit to perfection, that's also why these celebrities look amazing because they get it tailored to their body. So it fits correctly. So you're better off getting the larger size and tailoring it to you as opposed to the smaller and making it look like you don't fit in it. Great. So this is a conversation I have with almost everyone, even psychiatrists, because I say I'm obsessed with it, tailoring everything. I alter everything. The shirt I'm wearing, I bought at Uniglo, but of course oh. I took it in and I ripped the collar off because I didn't like the way it was flapping around. It's a flannel shirt and it looked too fat. So I ripped the collar right. off and I took it in. And so I say that I spend more money on alteration between me and my family than we do on the mortgage probably because <laughs> I, I even, I was hemming my son's shirts because I had to buy That's his hysterical. size and they were too long. I stopped, of course I stopped doing that. I right. did stop doing that because I'm not insane, but I right, was right. doing it for a year or two and it was outrageous. So how important is a tailor? People should not be cheap when it comes oh, to alteration. Oh my God, it's so important. It's I so swear, important. Even when I'm looking at these photos on Instagram, like I'll see these amazing styles and I'll be like, oh my God, that sleeve looks so long and it just doesn't complement the whole look. And like the jacket, like it's ga gaping in the back or it's pulling, like it just throws the entire look off. Well, what would you so say to people that say, well, the alteration costs more than the jacket, so I'm not going to do it. 
Well, I think it depends. Like if you're altering an entire jacket, obviously that's different. It's probably not meant for you, the jacket. But if you're doing like minor things, then it's probably you can just go to a tailor and it's probably under $20. Yeah. So here's my theory on that. I find that if you find a fabric that you love or something that you really love that's unique, yeah. I, you know, like this shirt, like I said, was from Uniglow. I paid more in alteration and ripping off the collar than the shirt. I don't right. care. Right. Well, you redesigned it. <laughs> I, re I, I redesigned it. And, you know, it's funny because usually people ask me, where'd you get your pants from? And, you know, a lot of my khakis that I started buying, the stretch ones are from H&M, but I take them in, I add a crotch in them, which makes That's them so not funny. so Yeah, so it gives, you know, I, I love the designer and Demula Meester, and they have a great look to their, to their pads. You know, they're very fitted, but yet it's not very fitted across the crotch area. So I added crotch. So I have my own look and people always ask where you get it from. And I always tell them, and I'm sure they're circling the store saying- Right, but it's but not gonna fit the right, same, this, right. Right, right, this kid's punking me. He's lying, 100%. he's sending me on a goose chase but so getting back to the tailor thing so i think it's important for people to really find a good tailor yeah to not be afraid of alteration and if you love something if you don't love something give it away but if you love something do the alteration right a hundred percent and you know what there's very few things that fit well on people so if it is a minor alteration it's worth it Right. Because if you love something, it's not like you love something every day. You know, usually if you're looking for clothes, it's hard to find pieces that you're like, oh, I can't live without this. So if you find something you love, go with it and get it fitted correctly. Okay. So now I'm going to, I'm going to take a stab here and probably get criticized, but I want to ask you, what is the best look for overweight girls? Huh, you when know, I say I, overweight, like, I, you know, in my shop at Chucky's, it was always the same complaint. You know, everyone had nice figures, but they always said that their they, their their hips were too wide, their legs were too big. Is there a specific look? Would you rather put them in dresses? Do you put them in uh, skinny jeans, wide like pants? I, I mean. mean I know I definitely don't think wide like pants unless you're really, you know, my whole thing is that even though it sounds crazy, I think fitted clothing, like a shirt or a sweater that has some shape to it built in is always so flattering for anyone's shape. You know what I'm saying? No matter what, if you're yes. straight, if you're very curvy, just kind of accentuating your shape, I think is always like the best option and not hiding it. Like you don't want to throw on clothes where you're basically looking like a blob. Right. Because See, the whole point is you want to have shape. I'm dying to disagree with you just for the show, but I got to tell you, I agree <laughs> with you. And, you know, I've shopped with friends and I've said it before uh, on the podcast that, you know, all the, I have a friend who's so into fashion that he, huh. you know, he buys anything trendy. And at one point they had these huge jackets with the shoulders and they would yeah. put on these huge, and Jeffries, you know, they put it on him and he would look at me and it was a $3,000 jacket. And I'd say, but you're going to take up the whole sidewalk. Where right. are you going in this jacket? I mean, you, right. you, you're four feet wide with this on. Where are you going no. it's oh like there's nothing flattering you know every time i try to get into a different look and go for something a little bit oversized and bigger i never wear it yeah no because it's not comfortable and also like who wants to be like bulky and not show any like form even for men i'm not saying you cinch in the waist but like the way you said you fitted the shoulders you got rid of the collar you made it more structured mm -hmm. I love that look, very tailored. Yeah, and you know what else? And, and I think more for men than for women is that I do like looks to look classic because when I look back at pictures of myself when I was younger, I think I was too trendy. Right. The pictures of myself right. in the last, I would say, 15 years, 20 years, I look the same. You can't tell. All the you clothes fit tell. the same. They're narrow. Right. You know, but if you start seeing, you know, the oversized uh, shoulders and, you know, it gets too trendy. I do like a classic right. look for men. You know, for women, it's different. There what? is a trend. 
But even so for my friends that are, or for my clients that are doing these, you know, having the bar mitzvahs now and, you know, doing, you know, weddings and stuff like that, I always say, don't go for anything trendy because you're going to look back exactly what you said with the puffy shoulders and, you know, or like some type of cut that just, you could tell it was, oh, I know it's from 2021. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just want something classic that will last and you'll be like, oh, I look great. No, you know, 10 years from now. Okay. So I want to play a little game with you. What should people sure. splurge on? I have my things, what people should splurge on. What do you think? I mean, and let's okay. take shoes out of the equation because uh, obviously I'm in the shoe business yes. and I think absolutely people should splurge on shoes and boots other than accessories. What piece, what article of clothing should people splurge on? Okay. Well, I would, so no accessories. Cause the first thing I was going to say was a good handbag. No but accessories. No, are out. Give me no accessories. I would say a great blazer. Because to me, throw a blazer over anything and you're just updating the style and just look so chic. Um, probably a leather jacket is another one. Um, let's see. What else would I say? Sweaters, I don't think you need to splurge on, but I get a couple of good ones that are like classic. Like I have a great cashmere cardigan that I, you know, you can, right. again, it's timeless. Um, I think it's more of like the capsule like pieces that yeah. you can have forever. So it's funny, I'm really kind of on the same page as you. And um, I, I agree with you, actually, because, you know, I used to spend a lot of money on sweaters and I have all these expensive sweaters that I love. And then yeah. I, holes, I, I wind up getting holes in them uh, and it really puts you. me in a rage. So now I'm I'm going through the process. I found a weaver that can weave some of the holes and everything. Wow. Yeah, so like I found a Dior sweater. I'm like, oh, thank God, this is good. I wore it with a black shirt. It's great. Then I put it on with a white shirt and then I see you holes. Saw through. I, I yeah, and, and it's like, what do I do? I can't even sell it to the real real if I wanted it's like for the garbage yeah, no so, I need that number actually <laughs> I, I will give it to you I have the number of the weaver I'm not going to share it right now on on the show because he needs to do my shit before I, <laughs> before I want my stuff quickly before you know he starts right. getting too many people but he's a good weaver and he's not that expensive but I will say I agree with you on the blazer to me is the number one thing people should splurge on and a trench coat I always say a nice expensive trench coat that fits nice is right is really, it just screams cash. Yeah. Or even just like a great wool coat. You know, yes, I just, yes. I, I mean, I literally am such a coat person, especially being from New York city. I feel like half the time, all they see is your legs and your coat. So I literally have a closet full I agree of with coats you. and coats and coats. Cause that changes your whole outfit. My daughter has three or four different coats every year because she's growing. And my right. son is like, you know, who cares? I'm like, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, it's different for her. She needs for every, you know, thing. Yeah, I agree with you on that. But, you know, it reminds me of the old movies. I don't know if you remember. You always see these sexy women in these little fitted trench coats that's belted. Oh, yes. I yes. always well, love that wear look the with the trench also yes. right with the sweats even. Yes. See, you it's know, funny and that I... Sneakers. I've evolved. I never used to like that look, but I, I noticed that you wear it. I noticed other people wear it the right way. And it just seems modern. Yeah. So it is acceptable it. now for people to wear sweatpants, for girls to wear sweatpants in the streets. That's acceptable. So it's so funny because I'm so not a casual person, but yeah, I've been, but I love the way that you can combine like something as chic as a trench with a casual look like sweats. So even like you throw on something that makes it look a little more sophisticated than like a kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Again, I'm going to be hated for saying this, but it's got to be under a certain age. 
I feel like you hit a certain age and nobody wants to see you in sweatpants. Right. It's like JLo. It's like JLo after she had her <laughs> twins and she went up on stage in, uh, and you saw her whole ass sticking out. At a certain age, after you right. pop out twins, nobody needs to see you bend over right. in a thong. I mean, nobody wants Although to see she it. she looks so good. She looks amazing and she's a gorgeous woman and she looks yeah. good. But I find that you have to evolve as, you know, in fashion, you oh. have to evolve for your body. Listen, I hit a certain age and I wouldn't wear jeans. You know, I right. wouldn't wear jeans for years. And it's funny right now I'm wearing jeans. And yeah, Robin, such a staple. Yeah, Robin Stein, one of my new producers, is here with Brad. Love and like, Robin. Oh my God. I know you styled Robin actually for her daughter's. That was mitzvah. so much fun. And she looks so hot. And I was there. That's and the I remember, yes, I remember saying that she looked great from head to toe. You know, not that I would criticize her ever, but she looked great from head to toe. Anyway, back to me. So, (laughs) so always, so guess what? Yeah. Always back to me. So I stopped wearing jeans for such a long time. And then I realized that watching other men, I want to talk about men's fashion because that really always intrigues me. Um, When I started seeing men in these jeans at restaurants, you know, the faded jeans, the ripped jeans, it was a whole different thing. Now I'm wearing very dark jeans that look like pants, you know, so that's the kind of jean that I'll wear now. Right. I don't know if I'll ever wear them again after today, but I wore them today because I just bought them. No, a dark denim is always good because it does look like a pant. It looks like a pant. And, you know, at least, you know, I don't feel so dressed up because now I'm always feeling dressed up. I wear pants or khakis. Right. What, what, how does a woman change their husband's style or do they not bother? I mean, because here's my theory. I've been trying for years. Okay. (laughs) So let me tell you my theory. Uh, Somebody I know, a friend of mine has, uh, you know, a very good looking husband, but he's schlumpy. You know, his clothes are very ill-fitting. He wears cheap clothes. And she keeps telling me, you know, I I, could you dress him, fix him, fix him. And I look at my friend, I go, but as soon as I fix him, he's dumping you. Not because, not not because, (laughs) not because he's not dumping you because of him. He's going to dump you because girls are hitting on him now and you don't even know it. So now you want me to put him in nice fitted clothing, product shoes and a great haircut for what? You're happy. Shut up. You got a nice guy. You spend the money on yourself and don't bother. Trying right, to train don't bother him. fixing him. Well, I think don't she bother. probably thinks of him as like an accessory for her. Exactly, that is. And, you know, they want to yeah. look good. They, you know, she wants to look good when they go out to dinner with their friends. So I think that's an important part of it. Yeah. So I think there's a medium, you know, you can do a little bit of things, but I, I would tell women don't get so hung up on that because, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, well, first of all, I, I'm sure she's thinking that her husband is not going to leave her. Hopefully she's not thinking that based on an outfit. I'm kidding. But, that was a major yeah, exaggeration. Yeah. But what I am saying is this, you know, listen, he'll be a 12 and she'll be a, a nine. Yeah, well, she does. He doesn't even have to be a 12. You know, you can, you know, right. It's, I hate to say it, but in a way, it's a man's world. What are they? 20 women for every one man. Right, you know, you put right. a man in a great suit. I mean, listen. I'm a gay man and I still get hit on. Do you know what I'm saying? By right. women. You, you right. know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, they still look at me and I'm, you know, it's so obvious, but. I don't think it's so obvious. But anyway, okay. I think personally, I've been trying to get my husband to dress well because I feel like it represents me. But I think he almost does the opposite just to like be like, I don't want it. I don't care. You know, kind of just to like be like a little spiteful. And then when he dresses up, I'm like, yeah, I love it. You look so handsome. And it just makes me also feel like he is like an ex- a counterpart to me. So like he's representing me when I'm not with him, too. And I'm like, OK, I'm a stylist and this is what my husband's wearing. 
I he totally was obsessed with the sweatpants when COVID hit. He was happy as a clam to wear sweatpants every day. Every day. Well, it's funny. Oh your husband, God. by the way, for people listening, your husband has a restaurant on the Upper East Side. What's the Cafe Luca? Cafe Luca, yeah. And I've seen him. I've walked in a few times and we've had great conversations. And yeah, he seems like he's perfectly presentable. I mean, he's not, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, you know what? He is, he's adorable regardless. So I think that he has that going for him. And so people probably just don't even like look at what he's wearing. But to me as a stylist, I'm like, you know, even the other day, I don't even know where he found this belt. I swear to God, it could have been like a child's like in a toy store belt, like a Western <laughs> child's like make believe belt. I, where did you get that? And he wears it every day. Meanwhile, he has like Ferragamo belts and all these. You have to get belts. rid of it. You have to do what I do with Brad. And even oh. that my children, I wait till they disappear. I hide it in a drawer. And then three, four days later, it yes. goes to Goodwill. Yeah, no, no, I do that. But I hide it for like two weeks just in case he gets really angry. He can't right. find it. I can <laughs> right. always be like, what do you right. mean? It's been here the entire time. Right, right. So I, I do that too. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, any any things that you really don't like on men? Like there are certain things like I really don't like on men. Like leather jackets on older men. I, not, I just it, oh, it annoys me. Oh, you're not into it. Oh, really? Okay. On older um, men, I don't. I mean, unless you really have a motorcycle and you're a biker. I, mean, I'm <laughs> I guess I'm talking. Yeah, even any leather jacket. It's just not my thing. V-necks. Right. When I see, you know, oh, men. You don't like V-necks? Oh, no. I'm a fan of V-necks. I know. So are husband, you okay? Let me tell you why. My husband has a huge neck. So when he ah. wears a crew cut, it's literally like a crew neck. It's right. literally like suffocating his neck and it makes his neck look so huge, like almost right. like a football player neck. I so agree. For me, he has to wear a V-neck. Okay. So now I've mastered finding very open crew necks. So they're oh, almost okay. like an oval. So, so I so mastered I that. that too. Yes, yes. Okay. So you need you need my <laughs> tips. I'm telling you, I know the shit. I do. So I've mastered finding open crew neck. So it 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 shows the skin up here without the severity okay. of the V. Yeah. Oh, I no, don't no, like no. the severity of the V. No, no deep V for me either. It has you to be I mean? like a little short V. You know, yeah, there's a guy like at the little... gym. I'm sorry, a short V for you. Is that yeah, what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. So there's a guy in my gym, and I just call him V-neck. He doesn't know I call him V-neck in my head. I mean, we've never met, but in my head, I go, there's V-neck because he's oh always wearing this sharp V. Um, and so right. I think that put a thing in my head. No, now, no, no. That to me would drive me insane. That and the sweater. And don't hate me for saying this because I know I am not into the sweater tied Over the shoulders. The yes, me neither. Oh, Lord, please. And, unless no. you're in a movie playing a young college uh, Harvard kid. Do or not do that. Or you're Mr. Rogers or something. Yes, I don't know. exactly. <laughs> and what about your boys? You have two hands. And some boys. Oh, thank you. How does it work with them? Do you still have control? Uh, have let me you tell you. It? What are the their ages? 12 and seven. Yeah. <clears throat> so actually it's funny. My seven-year-old today said to me, why does now this kid in his class wear all these, you know, funny outfits? And meanwhile, they're so fabulous, these outfits, but they're not the athletic outfits that all the boys wear. So I'm like, well, he doesn't have an older brother or older sibling. So he doesn't know yet that everyone's wearing athletic gear. But like for me, it's I hope like, he's not talking are... about my son Gunner because that's that's the one that's that's dressed no. to people. No, I know it's that they don't go to the same school. But right, exactly. It's funny because I just learned to have Gunner dressed like the other boys, but I'm sorry, continue. 
no, no, no. But that's the thing. It's like the minute they meet a friend that has like an older sibling, my 12 year old did it in kindergarten. And my, my friends, actually his mom would be, be like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry that I changed his style because it's so sloppy and I hate it, but it's like, you know, cause they wear like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the Nick shorts. And I'm like, Oh my God, it's just a disaster, but this is cool. Apparently. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. It's funny, I was reading an article about um, Tom Ford, his son, uh, Alexander, and I loved knowing that Tom Ford, because I felt like I was so controlling and it's a kid, and he said he will not allow his kid to go to school in light-up sneakers, Mickey Mouse, or anything like that. Oh, no, he no, just no, yeah, can't... we never had that. Yeah. Right. And, you know, so I, I'm 10 steps beyond that. I'm like, my kids had to wear these little French collars back in the day, and now forget it. They basically give yeah. me the finger. Right. <laughs> No, you know what? The only thing I do control is the matching. Like if something doesn't match, I'm like, no, 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 no. You are not wearing that all gray look or like you're not wearing the navy with the black unless it was like the perfect navy and black. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not going to work. Yeah, and I they think, listen, actually. Yes, yes, because when you train them young, my kids too, even my son, I always tell them, but you have your black jacket and your black sneakers. If he's wearing black jeans or black pants, I say, yes. you have black, don't mix. You don't have to mix. That's why you have the two right. colors. Of course. Oh my so, God. Uh, how do you choose clients or you don't choose them? You'll take anyone that comes along. Do you ever turn anyone away? Um, no, I've never turned anyone away. No. because Nobody's, not even Robin. She's never gotten on your nerves. <laughs> No, my God. She's one of my favorites. She um, is amazing. Now, you know, I have to say, I always have clients that are like really willing to listen. You know what I'm saying? And right. they're really open to like what I kind of think looks good on them because I'm not here to make them look bad. You know, I'm, I'm trying to make them look the best that they can look. So I feel like people really trust you because that's your job to make them look great. Right. Is it possible that people can just have bad taste? Is that a thing? Oh my God. 100%. Is it possible? It is. So oh, some people can't. Okay. I they think can so. Just, <clears throat> yeah. just you know, almost like everything that could possibly look terrible on them, they love. They love. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's yes. just, it kills me. I felt the same way. I just wanted you to be the one to say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, killer. <laughs> so, so your kids, you kind of gave up on, right? We already said that you're except letting them with the matching, out, yes. except with the matching. Okay, good. So I'm going to try to take a tip from you and try to do the same thing as what I do. Um, do you have any stylists that you can relate to? Like, what do you think of people like Rachel Zoe or Christina oh, Pacelli? I, I don't know if you know Christina Pacelli. I don't know Christina, but I know obviously Rachel Zoe. I mean, she's absolutely fabulous. Our I think styles she is are too. so different, right? You know, in terms of like personal styles. Yeah. Um, but I think she has amazing taste and I love the way she dresses her celebrity clients. Yeah. So I think, I think that great. it's funny. I agree with you. You know, I'm kind of a minimalist, but I think that what she does, she's not, she always says more is more, but I think yes. it works for her styling. See, she does it the right way. So and I it's respect interesting that. because she's so little, you would think that her look would just mm totally consume her, you know, and just be too overwhelming for her, but it works for her. And like, there are certain people that have that yeah. type of body and like 
image that they can pull that off. Yeah. You know, she you designed know? a collection, uh, a collaboration with Janie and Jack. So there's a little Rachel Zoe collection and there was like a fur coat, a fake fur and oh brown. God, so it cute. wasn't like a stupid, yeah, I bought it for my daughter. So I do sometimes I look for her kids stuff because I feel like incorporating it is, you know, I don't know. It's so fun. cute. Actually, speaking of that, when I was little, I had a cabbage patch kit that I got a fur for and I saved it all these years, hoping I would have a girl to put it in, uh, put crazy? it on. And I obviously I still have it. It's like well, a white, never... it's so fabulous. Listen. You still have time. You're very young. Oh God! You can get knocked up at any time. Oh my God! That is so true and not happening. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> exactly. Famous last words. Um, okay. Have you ever had a client? Um, you kind of. How do I say this? Have you ever had a client that it you never made money from, but you spent a lot of time with? I find that sometimes people can take advantage and use you for your time and for your knowledge. I mean, I, well, I charge, you know, an hourly fee. I don't work on commission and it also works because obviously a lot of times we'll go shopping in Zara and H&M and all the lower stores that can be hard to find things on your own. Um, so I don't really think that I've ever felt taken advantage of. And also I love doing this so much that like my girlfriend will be like, oh, I need a bustier to go to with like a silk pair of pants. And I'm like literally searching like all night for it. But just because I love to do it, it's like a challenge for me. Right. I think that's a great tip that you just said is that you don't charge commission. I think in the olden days, people used to charge commission above what they would buy. I think the problem with that is that you can be taken advantage of because, you know, when they know they're, they're pushing clothes. Yeah, right. they're pushing clothes as opposed to by the hour, because this way, even if you're giving them knowledge about their body, knowledge about what looks good on them and what doesn't, it's fine because at least you're getting paid for your time. Yeah, no. And you know what I also love? I do packages a lot of times, which is always great because like if you have more than one event going on or if you're like, I just need an update, I'll be like, okay, let's do four hours. And then we fill in, you know, we work within those hours, which I love. Right. Okay. So, you know, I've had issues with, uh, helping clients for many years that would come in and, um, it was usually just the same few and they'd come in with clothes or they'd show me pictures and ask me what to wear and what do I wear with it? And I'd show them the right shoes for the pantsuits, for the dresses, what to wear for every day. And then like, okay, I'm going to think about it. And then you never Ugh, see them again. And they, right. You dress them completely. And then, they right. So I think the thing that bothered me is that I know that once they leave, they can go on the internet and take all my information and then just buy the right size even because they've tried everything on. Yeah. That's so frustrating. And yeah, especially so, being like a small store owner, you know, like a right. small business, it's so right. frustrating competing with these huge stores that have well, the best in the family and stuff. Right. Well, I think what people don't realize is that you're just, you're not just buying an item a fashion item or, or you're not just buying something. You're also buying the knowledge. You're buying the right. knowledge that we have. You know, we go to the fashion shows, <clears throat> excuse me. We go to the shows. We know what fits. We know what's relevant. We know how to fit you in a shoe. Yes. We know what fits and what doesn't. So when you, when you walk out and buy it online, it just really, it's kind of like stealing time. Right. No, hundred percent. As a salesperson, when I, like I said, I used to work in stores. I remember feeling the same way. It's like, they basically are like, take your information and run with it. Yeah. What's your opinion on footwear and comfort? I'm curious I'm because people before you, before like, you continue, yes. 
because I, I know, I already know your look, but before you continue, I want you to know that Chucky's was known as a very high heel dressy. I mean, this is how Chucky's, I mean, it's almost an accident how we became so famous in New York City is because I would go to the shows and I would never buy the, the working shoes back in the 90s. I'd always right. buy the runway shoes, which were platforms and high. And who would shop? It was Iman. It was Cindy Crawford. We get, you know, Britney Spears, Madonna. And it didn't matter the Amazing. models, how tall they were. They were buying the highest heel. And trying to squeeze in a size 10, because in those days I would buy 11s. You know, I learned. Right. I learned later on to buy 11s. Now things have shifted. And now what's actually sells are comfortable, heavy shoes. Yeah, and, like chunky and almost ugly. And, and clogs, right. They're not pretty to look at, but yeah. that's really what's selling. So go, let me ask you, getting back to my original question, what is your theory or what's your philosophy on that? Well, I personally think that like you cannot go wrong with like a pump and it just makes you feel like a million dollars when you put on a pair of heels. So I always, I mean, there's no way that I would ever suggest going out for dinner, obviously for like a casual dinner with your kids or whatever, you wear the chunky shoes or whatever. But when you put on a pair of heels, there's a feeling you get like you're an adult and you're going out for a nice night and it's like no, nothing else, you know? Yeah. Okay. I agree with you for the going out to dinner. Um, I think that my concern is that people sometimes take, like we sell these clogs really well. They're by Rossum also. They're um, shearling clogs on the inside yes, and outside. Love those. love those. We sell tons of them. And what happens is, you know, people started buying them as slippers because they were so crazy looking. Then they started walking their dogs in them. And now I see people out to dinner in them. So the problem is that comfort thing just keeps, you know, they keep stretching that comfort thing. Right. Well, it's like also, again, like last year with the sweatpants and the loungewear. And it's like, I thought that everyone was kind of getting more excited about dressing up now, you know, yeah. like even as I sit here in my living room, I'm wearing a pair of heels. Like it just makes you feel good. Um, but that may be just me. And I like if I'm running around, like I said, on errands or with the kids or walking a dog or whatever it is, of course, I'm wearing those shoes. But I don't think right. you can substitute a heel for right. like that type of shoe. But I think it's good to know that we should encourage women and people and even men to kind of try to, to, to make an effort, get dressed. I 100%. Mean, we went to Israel for one of my nephew's bar mitzvah. And, you know, my mom, of course, packed a pair of sneakers. But, you know, me being as controlling as I am, I was <laughs> I was even controlling with my mom. I made her go sightseeing in little heels. She had these oh, beautiful my little God. heels. I think they were Pancaldi back in the day. It was a cone heel. And yeah. she went sightseeing in her little heels. My fear, and I used to tell her this, Mom, once you get used to sneakers, you're not going back. Not going back, right. Let's keep right. you as uncomfortable for as long as we can. <laughs> which is um, what I did. Hysterical. Well, you know what I always say? I'm like, look, at least if you're not going to wear a heel, wear a wedge or something with a little right. height, it just puts your leg at a different angle. And right. for some reason, it just makes you feel like sexier. And my whole thing honestly is, is that I cannot stand when these moms become moms and all of a sudden they're like, lost their sex. I'm chasing, just, right. I'm chasing kids. This is what people tell uh, me in the store. Like I can't wear heels. I have a kid a woman, now. Yeah. Uh, it drives me crazy. Like for me, you know, and people may be like, oh, like, you know, you dress sexy or whatever. I'm like, you know what? It feels good because I'm still like a woman, regardless of having kids, you still want to feel sexy and beautiful. You don't want to be like, okay, like just have the mom look the entire, you know, like on your and chest. To an, and to another point is 
I see your nanny is right outside chasing your kids. So what is this? You have a kid. I mean, the right, kid is outside with anywhere. the nanny. You're not running. You're not doing anything. It's one kid. And then Except I think about- to lunch. Right, exactly. And <laughs> we both know that our parents and the, the, the generation above us, they were dressed up. I look at old pictures of my mom. I'm one out of five. And I see oh pictures God. pregnant with my little sister. That means she had four. She was always dressed up. She was Beautiful. always dressed up. Yeah. Always in heels, in a dress always lipstick. So it's like, you know, it's the mentality changed so much. So yes, I always tell, I've always told my customers that what I just told you, I said, you're not chasing them anyway. Yeah. I said, you're not chasing them anyway. And right. I said, and, and, and even if you were, think of our parents, they had what, three, four, five kids, and they still always got dressed up. I know. And it just, there's such a mindset that changes when you do dress up and feel good, because there's no way that wearing sweatpants and schlumpy, you know, shoes or whatever, you feel good. You know what okay, I'm saying? So, uh, yeah. So this isn't even in my notes, but we have to talk about it. So oh, yeah. Brad and I entertain <laughs> a lot. We, we entertain a lot okay. in the townhouse. And, you know, one of the things, especially in a townhouse is, you know, taking off your shoes, oh, right? People have too. to take off their shoes. Okay. Yes. We don't do that. I can't drink without shoes on. I can't. So I tell my friends when they come, everyone's like, do I have to take off your shoes? I'm like, no, the cleaning girl, the next morning we'll does ammonia, ammonia and, but I can't, it's just not, it doesn't, I don't feel dressed up. I don't feel like I want to have a drink. You know what? I it's can't so enjoy funny. my bourbon yes. without my Rick Owens on. No, no, no. There's a, have, do you know, Sebastian Monacuzzo, the no. comedian? Oh my no. God. I'm oh, of course I know him. There. Yes. The comedian Sebastian. Wait, yes. did you see his whole bit on taking off the shoes? And no, his, I saw his oh, airport. I saw his air, send it to me because I saw I'm his airport. I loved his airport bit. Hysterical. Please but anyway, yes. yes. Oh my God. It's hysterical. But and it's just exactly what you're saying. Like, how can I feel comfortable? I just took off my shoes in your house. Like, I'm, I'm shaking your hand. I have no shoes on. But anyway, literally, Robin is sitting right here. And thank God, Robin, If you, in case you're wondering, you've always been great. Anytime I walk into her house, she lives right she keeps, next door to me. She keeps I, the shoes. I always say, do you want me to take? You. She's like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. You know, it's hard to drink, you know, an expensive bourbon or scotch or anything when you're kind of barefoot to me. You know, yeah, I no, like no, the soft music, also, the low lighting. It, yeah, it just sets the mood. I get it. Like the shoes on, it changes it when you're sitting there in your socks. And it doesn't yeah. really work that well for your outfit either. Exactly. Just uh, I'd rather be home then. Yes. Watching I TV. Okay. So I now I want to ask you about your workout gear because your workout gear is kind of sexy. Oh, thank you. I yeah, think okay. that's a compliment. Um, it, well, it is a compliment and you have a great figure. Are there any do's and don'ts? I mean, there is for me. But I mean, okay. I, I'm a gym fanatic. I've always been. I go to the gym a lot. So I already know who people are from the back based on what they wear. Oh, really? Okay. Some stuff well, is course, really bad for yeah. men and women. Um, I think definitely, again, finding something that flatters that person's body is so important. Um, like you don't just wear something just because it's like the cutest look because it may not look good on you. Um, obviously, if you know, you have to, like for me, if I'm wearing like, you know, a cute like belly shirt or whatever, like maybe I'll wear higher waisted pants. You know what I'm saying? So I'm kind of balancing yeah. it out. But I do um, think fabric, that's the one place where you should spend extra money for the fabric. Because yes. when people bend over and you can see uh, their thong, 
Yeah. Oh, when men yeah. are when when men are doing stretches on the mat with leg with shorts that you know the opening is so big. And yeah. the leg, oh. the opening is just too big. The opening of the shorts, it's just oh, they don't you wear know, the bike shorts, right? Well, they yeah, need a stylist just, to tell them. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so so there is a look to working out, right? There is a look that. You, oh my you, god! And how good you feel when you're wearing something cute as opposed to like. I mean, I've obviously worked out in my pajamas sometimes, like if I want to do a quick thing, but like, is my workout as intense or is as good? Right. No. When I put on something cute, I'm like, okay, I see my muscles moving and I feel right. good. Did you ever style anyone for their workout clothing, for their gym clothing? Um, I always like link some things on my Instagram, like for like mm. workout looks, but I've never actually like spent the time and been like, oh, you yeah. need to wear this, this, and this. See, that, but I that's love to something, tell people directly. <laughs> right. You see, like that's something I would hire a stylist for, for me, because I mean, I know yeah. what I like. I know every, I don't need a stylist for anything. Just like I don't need a decorator, but I'm right. lazy, but I'm lazy. I don't want to do it. I want somebody to do the work, bring it to me. You know, right. it's like a swimsuit. I can't find swim shorts that just have a button or a snap, like a pair of pants. Everything has that elastic and jawstring. And With it looks the like string. Boxers. Yeah, I mean, I'm a grown man. I don't want to look yeah. like I'm wearing boxers that are flinging around in the beach. I want right. to wear a, a real bathing suit that dries quickly, but that looks like a pant. I should design right. it. You should design it. I'm lazy. Yeah, you should. You know no, what? You do so I think um, what the board shorts have those, the snaps. Mm -hmm. No, a lot of the board shorts have the strings. So I oh, haven't well, seen. I'm going to send you a couple after this. And right. I actually think they may be from Target. Great. I don't care. I love it. Snap. But here's where you're going to lose. You're going to get it altered. You're going to get it altered. Of course I am. And if they don't have stretch, I can't do it. That's the problem. I found a few stretch ones and I alter them, which is great. I can move in them. So they're right. nice fitted okay. shorts. So when they're not, they don't have stretch, you can't yeah. alter them because then you can't move. Yes. Right. It's a huge conundrum. Our country discusses everything. <laughs> they don't discuss that. That is right. a very important part of policies that we should make here. Oh so my God. Getting back to your Instagram that you said you show your workout clothes on Instagram. I also saw you using cryotherapy. You pushed that. I think we're well, not pushed it. You used yes, it. Yes. Yes. So Tell people I'm what that is. Okay, so cryotherapy is like an extremely cold temperature machine that basically almost like gets your skin down to like negative six degrees and basically can freeze fat and tighten and eliminate some of the wrinkles. So at one point we had, I actually was a partner in a store on 74th street and second, they ended up closing after COVID, but there's still another location in, um, in Rye. Oh no, in Armand called glow. And basically it's amazing. It's just kind of like a little tune up, but it's not long lasting. It's more, well, for the fight fat fighting it is, but for like the wrinkles and the tightening, it's basically like if you're doing an event or if you're going away on a vacation, it's like, you know, a couple days type of thing. So it really does work. You're saying, Oh, it's fabulous. So I mean, some... I don't do it anymore because I don't have access in the city to it right. at the store, but I so love it. So would you say like if people, are, if people are going away on vacation, let's say for, you know, January for the holidays, they can take what, two sessions, three sessions in order no, to really see results? No, I mean, I think that for something like it depends what they need. Like if they're looking for fat, you know, elimination, that's like, you know, I think it's six to 12 sessions. Okay. So that's over a period probably of nine months. And you're saying um, it really does help. I mean, I loved it. Like I always found that when I would do it on my stomach, everything was a little tighter. The skin was a little smoother. I also loved it on my face. Like it's an immediate glow. So it's great. If you have like a special event, you can do a facial. It was awesome.
Okay, so do you think that it only works for certain sizes or shapes, or can it work for almost everybody? Like, I'm assuming if somebody is obviously really out of shape, it's don't bother. It's a waste of money. Well, it's I more for that people it's... that are exercising and that are in shape. Am I wrong? It's a tune-up. Yeah. It's like okay. in addition to working out. I don't think there's anything except for surgery that you can do that would be like a, you know, a real fix. You have to right. combine everything. Okay, which leads me to my next question. What have you done? Surgery. What have I done? Cosmetic um, surgery. I had my one of my eyes fixed underneath. I had like an extreme bag, like of oh, fat wow. uh -huh. under my eye, and that's it. And it was just one eye? Yes. Okay, that's so interesting. And no, it I did both though, because they have to do it just like even though less came out. Right, I understand. It was, it was absolutely the best thing I ever did. Wow. Um I so that really works. Like, oh my God, it was fabulous. I, I and it was so easy. And obviously Botox. Like I would right. I wish I was married to a plastic surgeon. <laughs> I get Botox every week. If I so could. when they did under your eyes and they took the bags away, you didn't tell them, well, just do the top two and just do my whole eyes? No, I wish that I actually, you know, it was before I had it done, I think um maybe like five, no, it must have been like four years ago. Right. And I really wish that it was before that whole like fox eye situation that I really like. Like I, I'm like a that what surgeon. situation? Wait, fox eye. Uh, what what's a fox eye? I never oh, heard of it. It's like it's like all like you know Kendall Jenner has. Oh, slanted. High, this. Yes, it's where like they basically like pick <clears throat> up the eye a little bit. And to me, like I love that look. Like I do that with makeup. But right. you can really, you know, have it permanently. I'm, I'm into plastic surgery. Like, okay, I that's do. insane to me. I just do it with makeup. I mean, that's insane to me. Like, I think no, taking, it's, getting rid of bags is it. one thing. So I had Dr. Paul Jared Frank on. I don't know if you I know who saw he is. that. I love him. Yes. Yeah. And I was so interested in your conversation, actually, the little blip I saw. Yeah. So here's the thing. You should listen to the whole episode. It was actually really informative. So he said that there is a Fraxel that is done specially for around the eyes which I oh. keep saying I want to do. He said, it's literally like pulling the sheets. How did he word it, Brad? It's like pulling the corner of the sheets of the bed. Oh, making it. everything tight. I like tight, that. Yeah, because I'm like, does it really work? I mean, you know, I, I, I keep saying I'm going to do it, but, you know, obviously I'm so lazy. I do nothing and everything is downtime. And, but so like, that's something that people can really do without having to do surgery. Yeah, no, that sounds great. I actually wanted to do, I think it was like, um, it was almost like a peel or something underneath the eye, just because I feel like that's kind of, for me, the eyes is so important. Like it just shows like your age. I know. And that's like what I totally, you know, I'm very into like keeping, you know, young and without obviously looking fake. I'm not into the fake look. Right. Well, you definitely don't look fake. That's why, you oh, know, when I you. asked, yeah, no, no, you definitely don't, which is what's funny. I asked you, um, what have you done? I was surprised. I want to do my lips, but I, my husband's been saying I could do that for like literally years, every birthday. He's like, you could do it. And then it comes down to it and we never do it. What is it I, that like, a little, you want to do? Well, I just wanted like a little more, you know, like no. a little, you're going to love a little me for this. More. Uh, you're going to love me for this, and I'm not going to edit this on the podcast. I don't care. Do not do the lips. There is something about th extra thick lips on women that makes th them look desperate. There is oh. a desperate Well, I look. wasn't going to do, like, I, I love don't care. Don't do no. it. Just no, no. 
<laughs> it's funny, and we laugh about it. And men, and, I, and whoever has it, I'm sure it might be fine for them. But I'm telling you, I you know see these women on the Upper East Side. I've seen you think them in the shops. I've had friends. It doesn't look funny. Is not the word. It looks funny, but funny is not the problem. Desperate. It looks desperate. It's almost right. like who do you, you know? It just looks ridiculous. It's like when a girl wants yeah. to show her boobs that walking down the street to the garbage man, to the UPS man, to the mailman. Right, I mean, it's what, too much. Yeah, you just look desperate. You look desperate. It looks like you have OCD or, a, yeah. or what is it, BDD? Well, it looks like you have BDD. I think, to be honest with you, that's all about the person that's doing them. Like there's right. so many plastic surgeons that do it so well. Correct. And you wouldn't even know. So, so I if I don't do know, this. then that's great. If you can do right. it without somebody knowing, then that's great. Well, that's the thing. So you're looking at me. What did you think I had done? I'm just curious. <laughs> oh, I have no, I, I wouldn't know. I'm not okay, good at this. So, so no, I didn't really right. think you had anything done. I really didn't. I couldn't imagine, but I have to ask that because, yeah, yeah. you know, I, you're a woman with two children and you look terrific. Like I was thinking maybe you had liposuction done. That's what I was thinking. Uh, like you had lipo. No, like that I would love to have my stomach done, you know, to make it like super tight. Right. So you haven't had that so done. Much- no, there's only so much you can do with exercise, but I'm, I'm like, so down for any plastic surgery. Like okay. I'd love the, everything. So that's I'm what I really it. wanted the to ask you. Too. So that's what I really wanted to ask you, because for people that are going to follow you on your Instagram, which is I for style, NYC. they're going to see, yeah, NYC, <laughs> NYC, I keep forgetting, I for style, NYC, they're going to see that you have a really good figure. And, you know, automatically, I, that's what I thought is like, okay, but what did she have done? I mean, I didn't right. think anything on your face, really. I mean, I wouldn't think. And it was more of the body. The it's body. very hard oh, to achieve. No. Yeah. You know what? I have to tell you that um, I think it's just mixing the workout and finding out what workout is best suited for your body and eating the way your body kind of can digest the food because everyone's different. You know, like I could never do like the no carb thing like that just doesn't work for me. My body digests carbs like I'm good with carbs. But there are some people that literally they eat a carb and it's like a bump in their belly. You know what I'm saying? So I just think it's all about like an individual plan. So you do a workout uh, with Melissa Wood Health. It's what is that? Can you explain it? It's it's an exercise regimen that is designed by Melissa Wood Health. Yeah. So so basically it's like a mix of Pilates and yoga. Um, I actually started doing it over COVID, but I also... I actually did a little bit before with the stomach because I find that it's very small movements and you don't sweat, which I love. Like you don't have to worry about your hair, anything. You literally can just work out and you're sweat free, which is amazing for people that like just want to go and just not have to go home and shower. So I started doing her workout for stomach. Then over COVID, I was like, you know what? I'm going to like start doing more like butt and legs. But I really got into over COVID, which I still love is Isaac Boots' torch. Torched? Do you know? Okay, torch, oh. no. That it's workout Isaac will give Boot you a butt. Torched. It'll give you a butt. Oh my God. To another level. That is the only, I never had a butt before those workouts create a butt. And I mixed that with Melissa Wood health and ripped fitness for like, you know, some cardio ripped. And Mm -hmm. I just found like the combination. I didn't have to do workout as many days because I was also just incorporating like different parts every day. 
Right. So I guess it depends on your body type and what you're trying to achieve. If you, if you obviously already have a butt and you feel like you have a big butt, you're not going to do the Isaac. What is it? The Isaac boots torched. Right. Right. But so in order to burn calories, would you say the ripped method? is? Yeah, that's the right. So you definitely cannot do if you're looking to burn or lose weight, you know, torched and Melissa Wood health is definitely not going to do that because those are almost like maintenance and like creating sculpting your body. Right. So I think that's cool when you're at a level where you want to be and you just want to like kind of make curves and tighten up things. Right. So how do people find the ripped fit method? Just Google it and see if there's one in the area or is it? a? Um, is it- so actually I do it online now. So it's rippedlive.com and you can just log on anytime you want and do a class, but they have a gym or a studio in, um, they used to have one on the Upper East Side. Now they just have one in Rye. Oh, but I didn't even know this. So you do it online. You haven't, you have. I haven't been to a class since before COVID. Right. I just, for me, I ended up learning how to do it by myself and kind of creating this like, you know, motivation that like I do it myself. I also, you know, can kind of do it anytime, which I love. So, but you log in to somebody else's correct? Yeah. Or I do log you... in to, right. yeah, yeah, no, I log you don't in teach it. Ripped. You don't teach it. People don't no. go to you. No. Okay. So no. you log into ripped. And so that's how people would find it. And it's a great yes. way to burn calories. Um, I got to tell great you cardio. You were very open and honest. Thank you for being so oh. frank. Now I'm trying to think of even more personal questions. I really want to. Push you can ask me anything. <laughs> I know I can. That's why I love you. Well, I ask know. Me uh, so wait. So Mark is your second marriage, right? Yes, Mark is my second marriage. I have um, my ex-husband, who's of ten years actually. Yeah. Um, I have an older son, Alex, with him, and then I have Ryan, my seven-year-old, with my current husband. So it's all very complicated. It is. Do the two men get along? Your ex and Mark. So we actually at, for the most part, we were on amazing terms. And then, you know, like as every kind of marriage and, you know, ex-husband, we go through ebbs and flows right now. We're, we're not doing too well, but, um, you know, hopefully we'll get past that for Alex because it's been so amazing to have like this unique family life for him. And I think it's made him feel like so comfortable and confident that we've been able to do that all these years. So hopefully we'll be able to get back to that. You but will. Right now- and as we always talk about on Rich in Life, you just have to put your best foot forward. You always yeah. have to think about, you know, putting your best foot forward because down the line, you're going to remember and people can unhear and unsee the things that you might say or do. Right. Keep the ugliness at bay. A hundred percent. Yeah. How long totally. have you been married to Mark? So this summer will be eight years. Okay. Wow. So we have kids the same age. I don't know how our son oh, that's or our so kids funny. have never um, played with your kids, especially, well, you know what it is? Cause with, we go to next door to Robin a lot. So when I see you, you're not with your kids. Right. Right. Oh, well, I, right. I brought them, I think only for Super Bowl or something like that, but right. I guess we mix, missed each other on yes, the kids. We missed, she, she did invite us, but we did miss that. I mean, we're two guys here. We don't really watch sports, but I mean, right. I have to for my son now. I, you know, I'm throwing footballs with him, playing baseball. It's oh all my exhausting. God. It's exa- oh, that's how I feel too. Don't worry. I mean, you know, obviously I want to have like a little bonding with my kids. So you have to kind of like chalk it up and get with the sports because yeah. with two boys, you don't have a choice. And that's what we do. I got to tell you, thanks so much for coming on. You were so honest uh, and I love it so and refreshing. Fun. And I really have to say that I do think that your style your your knowledge of style is really on par 
Thank you and so much. It really is on par. I do think you're a professional. I think that although many people have good taste, there's more than just having good taste in order to be a stylist and a personal shopper. And I think you have it. I would trust you. Thank you. I, I really, you. that's a huge compliment coming from yeah. you because I've always admired your stores and your shoes and, and you have great style. So thank it you. is, it's true. I'm great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie, We've thank you. That. Okay, I, thank you know, you I'm so totally much. kidding. You know, that's my shtick. Totally kidding. I love it. No, everybody knows confidence <laughs> is so important, and you fake it till you make it. <laughs> exactly, I'm faking it. <laughs> Stephanie, thanks for coming okay. on. Wait, I have thank a note you. here. So you do have to come to the shoe room here on 69th Ooh. Street next door to Robin. We have a small collection of shoes here that it's you know um, by appointment only, but you can stop so by fun. anytime you want. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. I'm going to be in touch and I need the weaver and I'm sending you Sebastian's comic routine. Great. Oh, send me that. Okay, great. So funny. All right. I may even put it on Instagram. All right. Thank you, babe. Oh, I love it. Okay. Thanks so much. See you soon. Bye-bye. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Rich in Life with Rich Arani. If you liked what you've heard, click subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. Or visit us at richinlife.com. That's R-I-T-C-H in life.com.